Welcome to this episode of the Gridiron Podcast. The date is June 25th, 2021, and it's a Friday. It's pretty hot in here in Texas. But anyways, we're going to be talking about one of the craziest stories in the NFL that happened a week or two ago. It is that Le'Veon Bell tweeted out that Andy Reid is one of the worst coaches he's ever played for and that he will never play for him again. I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the tweet in front of me because I don't have Twitter. But like I I looked at it and from Grapevine and a bunch of people have been talking about it. So I think I'll put my two cents that nobody asked for in. So here we go. Here's my opinion on the matter is that Le'Veon Bell is single-handedly ruining his career. He has decided to say about one of the greatest coaches of all time, top five in my opinion. In my opinion, honestly, top three coach of all time, saying that he is one of the worst coaches he's ever played played for and will never play for him again. Which is just ignorant that he felt the need to say that and he said he doesn't regret what he said he regrets how he said it which is crazy to me that he thought that that was a good idea so the thing is he's not gonna get another job in the NFL and if he does I'll be surprised nobody wants a diva on their team well I mean Antonio Brown got another job so I don't know but Nobody wants somebody that makes everything about me, 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 me in the locker room. He burnt bridges with every single team he's been with. You have, you have Pittsburgh. I the name missed me, but he have Pittsburgh. You could say, given the benefit of the doubt, Antonio Brown was a nutcase. You got Big Ben making everything about him to being a menace, and then you have in Le'Veon Bell. You can say he held out. He wanted money. He had one of the best. He was the best running back that year. I'll give it to you, but when he went to get when he went to New York, you could say that Adam Gase ruined everybody's career, which I I I understand. Say that Adam Gase is just a horrible coach and ruined that team, ruined so many careers. Okay, I'll give it to you, but going to Andy Reid, where you were have a Super Bowl run at, for the past two years, and you say that he's the problem. Well, honestly, the past three years, if the same thing happens three times, it's a pattern. And the pattern is that Le'Veon Bell is the problem. He thinks that everybody else is is what's wrong. But wherever you go, there's a problem, which is crazy to me that he thinks that it's Andy Reid's fault that he isn't getting as many touches. He had a pretty good season. He's not getting as many touches because he's old and washed up. He's in his 30s, I think. I don't know his exact age. He's near nearing his 30s or if he is in his 30s, which is a time for running backs where they start going off of a cliff in production. So he's not going to be in a great number one back for long. I think he's not even a number one back potential right now. So he needs to get his stuff together and apologize if he wants a any chance to be on a team and continue his career. And I know this is old news, everybody knows this, but 
Julio Jones is left air. I mean, Atlanta going to t- Tennessee, which I find surprising because he said he wanted to go to a team with a big arm quarterback. When I hear big arm quarterback, I think of Buffalo with Josh Allen, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, probably not anymore. But he goes to the number one rushing offense. I mean, they're a the greatest, best offense in the league. You, they, it's not even close. My top three offenses go Titans, Chiefs, Cowboys. But just crazy how he left Atlanta. I thought he was going to be there for the rest of my life, for the rest of his career. But he made a great decision getting out of there. He wants a Super Bowl. So he's going to go get one, and I think kudos to him. He he wants to be able to win, and clearly Atlanta's not going to be winning for a long time. Not a long time, two, three years probably to be a playoff contender. I know I'm not talking. I'm a Panthers fan, but we're in a better situation than Atlanta is. So, yeah, kudos to Julio Jones. All right. And here's, uh, I'm going to talk about a few more things. They're going to be random off the top of my head, what I'm thinking about. So, first thing is on how that PFF, pro football, just the pro football thing that all the stats, PFF, like, it's a good thing that we see it, but they're not what you're sure to base anybody's rankings on because they are not the greatest they say Lamar Jackson's not a top 50 quarterback. You're telling me there's 49 players at quarterback that are better than Lamar Jackson when he's, in my opinion, tops number six best quarterback. I mean, that's just so ignorant by them ranking him at number 51. So that's crazy to me. And another thing... Bear in mind, I'm going off the top of my hand. This is speed round, crazy NFL things that I find weird. Or I think that Miami is a playoff contender, but if Tua has to be good, play well so for them to be able to make the playoffs. They should have been in the playoffs next year. 10-6 and six team not making the playoffs is unheard of. They went from the worst team in the NFL to a, top, a playoff contender in a year. So that defense has shown that they are a top five defense. Um, and they have the weapons, especially adding Jalen Waddle. This is a make or break year for Tua. I mean, if he doesn't if he doesn't perform, then they're going to leave him and go a different route. So there is what I think is Miami situation. Continuing with the speed rounds, um, Dallas Cowboys. I have it written down right here. Dallas Cowboys on Michael Parsons was a great pick. I mean, it was a great pick, but not who they wanted. That offense is deadly. A top three offense. I mean, Dak, if Dak could come back the way he was last year before he had that injury, they are a deadly offense. But the problem is that defense, that secondary, really. Secondary and defensive line are their biggest issues. 
I, I, Michael Parsons was a good pick, but it didn't really address their issues. It was the best pick at the time. If I was Dallas, I would have traded back further, um, pick up a bunch, pick up some picks, and then I feel like Michael Parsons would have been there in the twenty twenty range. So I would have traded back, gotten more picks, picked Michael Parsons still, and also get more draft capital to be able to pick defensive line, secondary, take Caleb Farley. Um, just, that's what I think they should have done. Also, let's talk about the Broncos really messing with Dallas. The pick before Dallas, they pick, they take Patrick Sertain, which they did not need. He will be the third or fourth corner on that team, which is weird that they decided that was a good idea to select him when they needed a quarterback, they needed running back, they needed, they don't really need wide receiver, they need a line, they need a bunch of things that is not cornerback. They need defensive tackle, they need middle linebackers. I mean, crazy how they thought that was a good idea. Alright, so we're reaching the nine minute mark on this podcast, and uh, there's not much more to talk about since July is a very, very, I mean, June, I said June, June is, June and July are the driest months for football news. I mean, the off season is pretty much over. Um, there's not much transactions happening. So the only really things to talk about in NFL is really the, New people, what NFL players are saying or rankings, predictions, really, and also, I might start talking about on this podcast more about Madden, Madden NFL type stuff. You know, Madden Twenty Two is coming out. I like playing Madden. It's a pretty cool game, and it's kind of football related. So, since things are starting to get a little bit dry in the NFL news department, I might start talking about that. Well, uh, peace, guys. It's been a great episode of the Gridiron Podcast. Uh, see you guys. See you guys next week. Peace out.